We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Gotta hustle on your own time. Color people at before side. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George McKay, back here live, New Frontier Pro Wrestling in Port Hope, Ontario, and I'm sitting down with a legacy. I'm sitting down with one of the prettiest men in Ooh, pro wrestling. That's right. That's right. Gary Morton, how are you, sir? <laughs> Welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling. What an introduction. Thanks, Straight Talk Wrestling, for having me. I'm here in, is it Port Hope, Canada? Is that Port Hope, Ontario, yes, Port sir. Port Hope, Ontario, Canada. I'm uh, a little, so to speak, a little tired, but I, I'm glad to be on the air, and thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. It's an honor to have you. So, actually, that leads to my first question. Being a legacy, knowing that the name comes with responsibility because of who your father was and the legacy that him and the Rock and Roll Express <laughs> built, how do you plan to carve out your own legacy while still honoring his. Listen, I've, I've already kind of, uh, and to cliche, carved out my pattern. I mean, I come from professional theater. On top of that, I'm a professional athlete and, and, and school, and now I'm the NBA World Junior Boy Champion. Uh, something that my dad has done before, but I, I, I've been all across the country and I'm making a name for myself. I'm not necessarily the quote unquote baby face that everyone expects me to be. I'm me. I'm genuinely me. I'm authentic. There's a lot of guys in professional wrestling that can go out there and, and put on the show, but when I go out there and I wrestle, you're going to see Kerry Morton, and that's something I'm about. So when you say carving out myself, it's not necessarily like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do that necessarily. Um, it's about making myself happy. And, and that's what my, my father preaches to me a lot is Kerry. You know, you know what you're good at. You know what you're capable of doing. Uh, go out there and, and do you to the best of your ability. You don't worry about pleasing me. Like, please yourself first. And that's something that uh, I try to live by every day. Because, you know, in this world, especially in the world of professional wrestling, or entertainment and purposes, uh, whether it be performing or not, it, it feels like as if you're always trying to please someone else. And, and you can never necessarily satisfy yourself. So that when, when it comes to me and the agenda of, who I want to be in professional wrestling. It's just being authentic and genuine, and hopefully it reaches the audience. It absolutely does. Like the first, when I, I saw you actually watch that match, you win Junior Heavyweight Championship, and it was incredible to see. <laughs> and I, I enjoy the NWA product because yes. I come from an old school wrestling lineage myself. My family wasn't in it, but I've been watching wrestling since probably before I came out. My, my dad was a huge wrestling fan. My grandfather was a yes. huge wrestling fan. My mom's dad, which is my no-no, he was a crazy wrestling fan. <laughs> like, we're talking about Maple Leaf Gardens back in the day, yes. one of the hallowed hollows of Woo! professional wrestling. And he would go there, and he would be in the front row smoking his cigarette, because back then you could smoke sure. anywhere, smoking a cigarette, and he would be heckling guys like Andre the Giant. He would heckle Randy Savage. Hulk Hogan would come out, and he would be the only person in any arena to boo Hulk Hogan proudly. That was the lineage that was my uh, my mom's my mom's dad. I, I wish I could have had the chance to meet this person. Hey, you know, trust me, he's watching right now and he's got a big smile on his oh. face. But he always loved tag team wrestling, and for me, I gravitated towards that. And that's why I mean, the Rock and Roll Express for me, they're up there. I mean, the Rockers' early matches are up there. I would even put some of the modern day tag teams like FTR on my list, Absolutely. and I would even go as far as the Good Brothers, even though the Good Brothers really hasn't translated too well into the the shots that they've had sure. in WWE. They've definitely translated the most in what they did over in New Japan and stuff yes, like yeah. that. Now, being the NWA World Champion, you want to, or Junior World Champion, sorry, you want to defend that championship everywhere. Now, tonight you're defending it in Canada, and you're going up against Von Vertigo, right. one of Canada's best. Absolutely. I, I, I'm very well uh, aware of, of Von Vertigo and what he's done, and necessarily I have defended the championship. We're talking Australia, Mexico, England, um, Canada, you know, all across the United States. 
I had been everywhere of the NWA World Junior Weight Championship and have made a name for myself. So now when, you know, and, and people have told me now when they think of the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship, they think of Kerry Morton, which, as they should. I, I'm the epitome of professional wrestling. I am the face of the National Wrestling Alliance, whether you like that or not. And, uh, I so, like it. Yeah, you should. Well, everyone should I mean, like look it. At these look at this guy. It, it's symmetrically perfect. <laughs> it really is. Uh, what a compliment, you know, genuinely. <laughs> so, you know, right now I'm given an opportunity to uh, come here and, and wrestle for smaller independent promotions and, and you know, bring that cliche belt and that, that prestigious belt, which is the, the 12 pounds of the NWA World Junior Championship. So, you know, that's cool. And, and Vaughn deserves a championship uh, opportunity. I, I've watched him wrestle. I've seen what he's done. He's from here in Port Hope. So all his family and friends are going to be out there. And they're going to watch me beat his ass all over Port Hope in this little ice rink or whatever we're at, so to speak. And uh, hopefully they'll understand what a legitimate professional wrestler that a world-class wrestler looks like coming into a small town and uh, doing what he does best, and that's uh, delivering. I like that. Now, you mentioned the theater background. Let's talk about that for sure. a second. I myself come from a theater background as well, which is why we can project so perfectly without, so. E without even trying. <laughs> but when it comes to theater, what were some of the favorite productions that you were involved in? Or what were some of your favorite, I guess, plays or musicals that you enjoyed oh, growing up with? My goodness. The first one that comes to mind is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, the musical, necessarily. Uh, such a fun, fun show. That was something that always, when I have flashbacks to musical theater in my past career, I think of Rocky. I think of Tarzan. Uh, All shook up. Lame as a Rob. Um, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, Phantom, Phantom of the Opera to a good extent. I'm All shook up at Elvis Presley inspired musical, which is beautiful. My favorite musical of all time has to be 13 the Musical, which is uh, was taken back in 2009 on Broadway. It lasted for about a hundred show run, which isn't a long time when you're thinking of Broadway, as they're doing continuously eight shows usually a week. Um, but genuinely one of my, my favorite all-time productions. It's just such a such a good music and just good story writing and uh, something that really comes to mind. I listen to it and, you know, every so often, every few weeks. I try to put it on the playlist just to kind of get a reminisce of, man, what a fun musical this was to be a part of. So I, I love it. I, I'm very, very proud of my background. That's helped me so much in the uh, squared circle, not only necessarily wrestling but performing. Uh, working with the crowd, getting on the microphone, not being afraid to speak my opinion, not being afraid to speak in front of all these people. Um, because believe it or not, in professional wrestling, and this is something that's kind of hard to understand, uh, and I'm, I'm going to break it on here, is a lot of these wrestlers that you see out in this wrestling ring as they're in front of us, in front of this camera, a lot of these guys are introverts. Um, whether, you know, they're, they're not necessarily used to breaking their, their shadow of their wall, and, and, you know, right now they're enjoying themselves with the boys and they're wrestling, they're practicing new maneuvers for the fans. But when, when they leave the squared circle and they leave this arena, it's they're very introverted. And I, I find people like that all the time. Uh, even I, I can relate myself. When I go home, I like my own time. So it, it's cool. It's really humbling to see uh, these guys kind of come to life and that spark light up real quickly. It, it fires me up. Especially, uh, I've been on the road for three and a half weeks. I've been home but one day. So, you know, and I should be like, oh, I'm tired, but genuinely, I, I am tired, but I, I'm fortunate enough to get to do this for my career and get to see people like this and meet new faces and see their spark professional wrestling because that's something deep inside me. It lights me up a little bit more. I'm like, oh, man, Kerry, you got you to gotta go with that extra edge tonight just because. It, it absolutely is that way for me. Like, for me, what I'm excited about tonight is that my nephews are coming down. Oh, They're beautiful. from B.C., 
and they're coming to their very first pro wrestling show ever. <laughs> yes. And they're coming, and I was bigging you up to them all kinds. I was bringing up the stuff that they're gonna see tonight. I mean, what a card to be a part of. They're gonna see their first steel cage match, their first last standing match. They're gonna see a, a belt with lineage and history being defended. <laughs> and then it comes with all these great memories that are gonna happen. So I gotta ask you, when uh, when your dad was when your dad was on the road or when he was able to take you to shows when you were younger, what was one of your favorite memories? Back in the day, which probably might have been a catalyst to get you involved in this business. It was the car rides. The car rides going up and down the independent circuit. You know, mind you, my dad raised me on the indies. Um, whether he was making towns weekend after weekend, that, that was his full-time job, was professional wrestling. And so uh, that's how he made a living and put food on the table and put clothes on our back and a roof over our head. So uh, I will forever owe independent wrestling my heart and, and my love. But the car rides, being in the car ride with... Dennis Condry and Bobby Eaton and my father and Dr. Tom Pritchard and, and Austin Idol and just a few that come to mind, Chase Owens, Matt Signum, a lot of these independent guys familiar with Chase Owens, New Japan Pro Wrestling Star, Matt Signum, one half of the Heat Sinkers, uh, a really, really prestigious tag team in, in the South States. Uh, but that, that's what the memories that really come to mind. Obviously, I'd go to the shows and see all these packed arenas and see my dad and all these fans come up to the table and, and Robert with them. and. Uh, you know, meeting them and greeting them and buying their merchandise and telling them the cool stories. That's always. I, people are like, you must get tired of this. Never. Never. It, it's, it, what's, it's what makes me who I am is right. hearing these stories and makes me want to inspire to continue getting better and continue to hopefully uh, edge my name up there with him sometime. But with that being said, that, that was something that always, you know, I, I've had flashbacks here recently when I'm uh, on this road of, of professional wrestling. You're very lonesome. You're kind of you know, a lot of hotel rooms by yourself. A lot of air flights by yourself, meeting new people, um, you know, you, driving places, meeting promoters necessarily that you haven't met before and colliding car rides for hours on end. So it's just a lonesome road. And so especially when you're, you're out and you're, you're thinking of these memories and you're thinking of these conversations and you're bringing up these stories in the past, it's really, uh, it's neat. It's really neat to say the least. So I got I to gotta owe it to, you know, and that's me shifting into who I am now. I owe that to a lot to like Bobby Eaton. Um, and because Bobby showed me how to break out of my shell. Right before I did professional theater, he showed me, you know, and he lived with us. He lived with my dad, myself, my mom uh, for uh, years on end. And, and he, he crafted my, my art in the wrestling ring, would tell me ways to do things, whether it be a practice at the school, Morton Wrestling Academy, years on end, uh, do this better or perfect that or uh, think about it this way, think about it this way. And so that's what really made me. It's like me. consistently having a wrestling encyclopedia in front of you it, it, at all you're times. You're telling me. You're telling me, like, one of the best, too. Genuinely one of the best. And I'm not just saying that because it's, I've known Bobby and a group of Bobby, but when you really study the art of professional wrestling and you study uh, someone's craft, you know, the first thing is a lot of even the greats, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Bret Hart would go out of his way to endorse. You know, I'm talking about The Rock, will endorse beautiful Bobby Eaton. Um, and to have him, you know, edge me up to be, hey, you're, you're, future, you're in good hands in the presentable future. And then having people like Ric Flair and Bret Hart grab me inside and say, you know what, you're, you are where professional wrestling needs to go. Uh, it's, it's humbling. It's very complimentary that I, what I'm doing, because you know, you have those moments where you don't believe in yourself and you have those moments where you're, you're kind of down in yourself. And then you hear guys like Bret Hart and, and Shawn Michaels even, the other day at the PC used me for, for selling on, a, on, a, on an independent show that they found on YouTube. And I'm not going to say brother that called me up, but a good brother at the PC Center called me. He's like, Kerry, I can believe that Shawn Michaels used you for a study tape today. I'm like, you know how freaking neat that is? And, and mind you, I'm 22 years old, and I'm getting used 
uh, for people to study what I'm doing in a wrestling ring. Like, how wild is that? So, not to just pat myself in the back, but uh, it, it, it kind of, you get that reassurance of, hey, I'm doing something right. Absolutely, and the reassurance is key. Like, I have that struggle all the time. I've had so many amazing guests on the show, and now I can add you to that list. And being able to sit down and have these conversations, but also build up a brand and recognize. And sometimes when I see some of the numbers of some of the episodes that I've had, I'm like, this is crazy. I can't believe there's people taking the yes. time out of their day to pay attention to hear me speak or hear who I have on the show. And it's uh, sure. You're very passionate about your work. I I'm glad people are taking the time. And listen, fans out there that are listening to this, I, uh, I hope you continue to support this after the episode. We're not done yet, but I just, please, a little, little shout out to their uh, outside professional wrestling. I'm going to give you insight. I've never mentioned this on podcasts before. I do social media analytics and marketing. So I understand like the, the grind of putting all this effort into a certain individual post and not getting anything in return, whether it be a like or a few views or a scroll pass or not even a retweet. So if you mention, if you see my Twitter, you're always seeing them retweeting shit because I just want to give that the people that, that necessarily that deserve a spotlight that are not getting that spotlight to let them be seen. Whether, you know, if I can help on my pages, whether it be a like or two or maybe 12 or so on to hundreds on end, it's, it's I'm doing my, I'm, I'm trying to help. I want others to get out there. Mm -hmm. And that's something I preach time and time again. Oh, that's Go awesome. On, that's that's fantastic. So I mean, you being used as study tape. Talking about Shawn Michaels using you as study tape, and you're only 22, and you haven't even reached your ceiling yet. But the swag you carry and the passion you carry, it's relevant. Like I'm sitting here having a conversation. I feel like we've known each other for years. <laughs> it's incredible. But I have to ask this: NWA, the resurgence that they've had the last couple of years, everything that they're bringing to the table, that new school meets old school, sure. that past meets present, the past meets present eventually ultimately leading to the future. Yeah. NWA has got all that wrapped up and more. Billy Corgan has one of the most underrated minds, I believe, in professional wrestling. He does. And um, some people may not like him. Some people may dislike him. Former members of the NWA roster definitely have their sayings yeah. on what they think about sure. him, but we're not going to mention that. Sure. But the fact is, is that what have your conversations with Billy Corgan been like? And do you agree with me about the fact that people may be underestimating the mind that he has for this business? I, I really under, uh, people underestimate what Billy is saying because a lot of people here, and this is something that my dad preaches to me time and time again and this is why him and Dusty Rhodes uh, why Dusty was his ball player necessarily was his star of the Jim Crockett promotions NWA and that during that time because these promoters can tell to you and tell you their vision and tell you their idea but it's up to the wrestler to really comprehend and understand what that promoter is saying hey I got this idea I want you to go out there and, and do this and that one another but here's the main picture and a lot of those guys lose track of that. They lose, they don't understand what the promoter wants, what's the envision, not only for myself, but for the brand. I'm a team player. Mm -hmm. I really am. Whether a lot of people don't want to admit that or not, I am a team player. I, I want people not only to myself to succeed, but the whole team to succeed. Uh, because when I eat, we all eat. That's all I, I preach at. So when Billy kind of came to me, and I talked to Billy just about every week, you know, every, I, hell, I'm his, I'm his boy. Um, the direction he's going is he's been experimenting things. A lot of professional, professional wrestling promoters have the same pattern of this worked, let's do it again. Well, this worked, let's try this. But if you notice how Smashing Pumpkins was always a huge hit in, in music, is they weren't like everyone else. They were doing shit that no one was even thinking, and, oh, this wouldn't work out, this wouldn't turn out right. And it did, and it became a success. So Billy kind of has the mindset in professional wrestling, and he loves and adores wrestling. Any, any video clips he sends me of wrestling each week? Now, I thought I got annoying because I used to send him a lot of video clips. <laughs> and it's so beautiful, and I'm not annoyed one bit because I love what he said, Kerry, I want you to incorporate this a little. Or 
her, hey, have you thought about incorporating this just a tad? Um, so, you know, it's, it's genuinely super, super cool. And, and to hear him talk and to hear him think. And I think I'm one of the very, very few, very few, and I'm going to say this out loud, that understand where Billy's coming from in the mindset of professional wrestling. Not, I'm not deciding from, you know, music necessarily. That's his playing field. But when it comes to professional wrestling, I, I don't have all the answers, but I have a, a quite a few answers, and I know what I'm doing in that wrestling ring. And I, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to get better. I want to always, always build my, my repertoire, so to say. But I'm one of the few that understand Billy Corgan where he's coming from. And I think that's why Billy understands where the future of the National Wrestling Alliance is going. And that's Kerry Morton, the foreseeable future, whether that be in the NWA World Junior Bay Champion for months on end or hopefully, I don't know, maybe relinquishing that belt and, and going for something bigger. But I understand the vision that Billy Corgan um, is going towards and the direction he's going towards. And, and you know, he, he's gotten a lot of, and I'll say this out well too, he's gotten a lot of backlash kind of necessarily evolving a politician leader, which was a professional wrestler at one point, um, into being his face of the company. And a lot of people didn't like the idea that, you know, this, this certain person was the face of the company, and I think it was brilliant because it's, it's an experiment. It's something new. You have 2.3 million viewers every Friday night that watches this guy, and then you're going to not bring him on to a professional wrestling show and see if he's going to incorporate in what he did. He did bring viewership up. And then there's times where... You kind of you get a little questionable, but it was an experiment, and that's what you have to do in professional wrestling, especially in 2023 age, where you have major companies like WWE and AEW clashing with one another, and then you have uh, a great company like Impact Wrestling and New Japan coming over to the states, and Major League Wrestling and the National Wrestling Alliance. You got to try different things. You got to you got to stand out different. He has that vision, and that vision is something I'm destined to make happen, whether it be uh, myself or hopefully the, the team of the Southern Six. Uh, I, I want I want this to come to life. And uh, I'm going to put all my eggs in the basket to make that happen. That's awesome that, that you're willing to, to literally put your stamp on it and say, listen, I want to go with the NWA as far as the NWA is willing to go with me. Sure. It's, it's got to be that mutual give and take. Yes. Like Billy comes to you and says, I want you to incorporate this. And you go, okay. And then there's going to be a time where you could literally be shaving and be like, "That's it. I got this. Yes. I got an idea that I want to run past yes. him. And no matter how unorthodox the idea may be, Billy would be willing to try it because he's one of the few promoters that's like, you know what, let's give it a shot. Sure. If it fumbles, we drop it right away. Yeah. If it doesn't, we keep pushing. And I should add to it, he's not, he's very adamant. Like, if you give him an idea, he, he's one to turn it down. Like, no, I don't like that. But uh, a lot of the things that I've suggested, he, he has allowed me to have freedom with. On that. I'm not saying that's with every professional wrestler that works for the National Wrestling Alliance. Um, and, and there's times where I've been told, no, I don't like that idea. And that's something you have to respect, too, because you understand his vision. And you understand if I can add to this vision a little bit more or if I can't necessarily. And, uh, and that's something Pat, Pat Kinney preaches too, uh, which is the director right under Billy Corgan. You guys can hear the background, so I excuse that. No, it's okay. This mic's really good. Good, good to know. So Pat Kinney, the same vision. He, you know, and that he calls me often. He's like, Gary, you get what I'm saying. I appreciate you getting what I'm saying. And that's why I'm not afraid to ask questions and stand out and, and want to know what exactly he means because it takes that. It takes that to be that, that leader and professional wrestling. And, and, you know, I'm 22, and hopefully with the next year, I'm the, I'm the NBA World Heavyweight Champion, and then I am the face of the company, and then I am everything that I said I was, and a little bit more. I 100% think that's the journey. That's the relatively where we're going to see Kerry Morton, and just because of the simple fact, like I said, I mentioned that swag, that confidence. It's not an arrogance, and I want to I want to let people know that. Arrogance and confidence, two very different words, two very different pathways. 
You're not arrogant, you're confident and knowing your abilities. And the fact that you're only 22, and you already mentioned it, you don't have all the answers. No. You may know some of the answers, but you're not gonna have them oh. all. And I mean, I, I think in professional wrestling, if you stop questioning things or you stop trying to figure out those answers, why are you here? Sure. And that's the that's the art of professional wrestling that a lot of people don't forget about, and, and it's hard to experiment, especially with these guys in the PC Center that don't get the, the privilege to be on the independent circuit and, and not have to hustle and bust their ass for 50 bucks a night or, or 75 bucks a night and, and go starving for days on end and travel eight hours in a car ride to, to wrestle in front of 13 people. Like, they don't understand that. And, and it's hard to, although you can tell them, like, I've been through this journey and this journey, they don't give a damn. So it, it's hard to kind of like, we have a cool opportunity to get to do this and explore and try new things. And, and those guys don't, and, and they're kind of, they have to follow the scripts. And that's what I genuinely look at LA Knight right now. If we're going to talk about instance, he followed a script, yes, but then he made LA Knight who LA Knight needed to be. You know, he took some risk, he set some lines in there that might have not been written for him. And that's what made him who he is right now, the most over guy in WWE, in my opinion. Um, so that, that's something that I, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring, I'm trying different things. I, I want to know, hey, is this going to work? Is this going to get over? You know, and, and you're mentioning confidence and arrogance. And it's just the fact of like, hey, I want to be myself. I want to step in front of that camera. I want to step in front of that, that wrestling ring with uh, whatever's around my waist in front of all these fans and let them know like that guy is the real fucking deal. Choose him out, whatever. No, it's all good. Trust me. I swear. <laughs> you want to talk swearing? You should see me watch a Red Sox game, okay? I'm a Red Sox fan, and I get frustrated yes. all the time. Yes. Very much so. So when it comes to, I mean, your journey of professional wrestling, we already know what the goal is. You want to be the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Absolutely. Absolutely. But right now, 20, 22 years old, so much time in front of you. And I know, I know your dad just being the type of person he is. One of the pieces of advice he probably gave you is enjoy the small things. Enjoy every little second of this journey. Exactly. Can we expand on something like that? Oh, that you're right on the money. Right, Enjoy the small things. And that's something I often forget. I often forget to not enjoy the small things. And I'm, I'm too head at thinking what's in front of me. And, uh, and here recently, you know, I kind of had an epiphany to a certain extent of like, hey, man, you're moving a little too fast. You're on top of your game. Slow down. You know, slow down. Go out there and watch the matches. Go out there and watch others. Um, you know, enjoy this eight-hour car ride that you're about to be in if your father and, and, you know, these other independent guys, that are, these other wrestlers I'm in the car with. Enjoy these conversations. Um, you know, I, I was in the backstage of Tom Latimer the other day, and uh, Tom, what a genuinely just want a pound-for-pound fantastic phenomenal professional wrestler had him on the show he's one of my favorite oh he's, he's, amazing. he's amazing and we were just expanding on that and along with ec3 uh, and uh really locker room leaders in the national wrestling alliance and just just kind of preaching the same thing as we just thought gary just enjoy the small things like you know those things are going to come but you can't you can't really you can't really know what's going to be in the future so you can get a glimpse and you get ideas, but nothing in this business professional wrestling is guaranteed. Nothing. Nothing. Whether I stand here in the front of the camera and say, hey, I'm the champion right now, and maybe in three hours or less, then I lost that damn belt. <laughs> like, you know, I can be talking and expanding on the future, but that's not where this is going necessarily. As nothing is guaranteed. You get a phone call, you know, flip the script, promoters talk to someone that I didn't talk to, and then all of a sudden here's the game plan. So... Uh, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this ride. I'm enjoying this journey of meeting these new faces and, and meeting these new guys. And, you know, that's something that's that the perk of professional wrestling is you, you come to these towns and you don't, like, it's very rare now that I go to shows and not know anyone. But, like, 
for instance, for this show, I didn't really know anyone that I was going to be a part of. And now I've got to meet these guys and clash with them and meet them on social media and see and, and hear their stories and uh, talk. they talk about their families. And it, it's just, it, it reminds me once again, enjoy the small things. Absolutely. I love that. And now we know each other. Now we know each other. And we're like the best of friends. Damn right we are. We're absolutely right. amazing. I, we could be a tag team. He told me I'm going to go ahead and compass tickets for NWA 75 at the end of August. So I said, all right, I have to compass tickets. If he's going to be in St. Louis, then I, I compass tickets. There he is. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> My final question is, is that enjoying the small things, but kind of sometimes sitting back and being like, holy fuck, man, I'm the NWA junior heavyweight champion. How do you balance that? Um, you know, they, do, you ever, do you ever put the mirror... Do you ever put the belt on the mirror in front of you at a hotel and just be like, fuck, that's mine right now? No, I, I haven't gone to that far extent. Now, I had a few women, so to speak, kind yeah. of hold the championship around their shoulders. Okay, okay. Uh, no, I'm just messing with you, camera. I'm being a hill now. I'm just messing with you. No, really, you know, it hasn't crossed my mind. It does cross time and time again, especially the night I beat Homicide, which was the notorious 187. Uh, one of the, the, the craziest wrestlers in, in the National Wrestling Alliance, and I would say in the independent circuit, just you never I know. I would say to, the world. I would say the world. You never know what to expect when you're wrestling Homicide, and for him to go out there and I don't give, think Homicide really has a game plan. No, not at all. He really doesn't. <laughs> to be fair, I'll tell you another quick story. The match that I won the NBA Junior Heavyweight Championship, I did not know I was going to win that championship until I got in the wrestling ring. Shut up. No shit. Wow. No shit. I didn't talk to Homicide the whole day. Did not even chat with them. And although I, tr you know, in professional wrestling, we're in a uh, uh, entertainment business, so you want to kind of put on a decent match, so to speak. But if you watch, uh, I, I didn't talk with them. I tried looking for them around the venue, nowhere to be found. When I got in the wrestling ring is when I found out. Five minutes into the match, as I was getting my ass kicked to homicide, that I was going over and going to win the NWA World Championship. No shit. That is a, a, a pure fact right now. So just to that is how how everything is not necessarily guaranteed in wrestling. You know, he probably didn't know. I, he might have known. That's why you know, I didn't chat with him. Uh, but to hear his blessing, to win the NBA Junior Boy Championship, to go on to the likes of wrestling some of my childhood heroes, Chase Owens, which is once who my father trained, a Japan Pro Wrestling star. Uh, my dad was the NWA World Junior Boy Champion. You know, wrestled Jason Kincaid, which is another Matt Signum. Uh, Barrett Brown, which I just whooped his ass somewhere in Texas the other day. That was the champion before the Lighting One era. Well, not anymore, because I'm the champ! Whether you want to admit that or not, I'm the champ! So, I, it's been cool. I, I, I'm living life right now to the fullest. I've defended the championship over 80-something times and been successful. Uh, I got pinned once here recently in a non-title match. I'm a little, I'm not ashamed of it. I was just off my game. A little too many tequila shots at the Southern Six, Silas Mason and Alex Taylor. The night before, it was a non-title match. I took it easy and uh, I got my ass beat. So I'm not really happy about that one. But right now, my, you know, my, my winning record, my win and loss record is, is up there. You know, I'm, I'm up there. I'm tag teaming with my dad. I'm with Robert Gibson. I'm doing the Rock and Roll Express farewell tour with them. Uh, I'm wrestling all these these legends that I grew up with. Whether it's watching ECW, uh, wrestling La Van Dan and Shane Douglas, and then putting me over and allowing me to beat them in the middle of the ring. I mean, what? How cool is that? You know, in, in all genuineness. So when it ties all together, it, you know, I, I had this I had this feeling about a week and a half ago. I was like, man, my my boss. And I was listening to cliche. I was listening to a Smashing Pumpkins song, not realizing it. It was like I'm listening to Smashing Pumpkins. I was a fan before I met Billy. And uh, 
one of the songs come on and it's like it was drowned one of his when he was my age writing the song and it's like da 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 and it came on anyways and I was just I was like whoa this is my boss I'm listening to his songs uh, Lars Fredrickson just texted me and said hey what's up kid I'm proud of you I just listened to Rancid uh, and then he's like I'm proud of what you're doing on the independent circuit and just kind of a, a tie around of like holy shit this is a this is a cool moment I, I this is a Puerto Rain. I, I, I pity who has to follow me in my reign. Uh, I hope they can do what I have been able to done during this time. And that's not just a pat on my back, but I, I hope and I, and I envy them necessarily to say, like, I hope they can do more than me because I want people to succeed. I want people to do more than me. Whether I go to GCW or all over and I see these guys and it's been cool to be on the independent circuit and people are saying, hey, man, that's, that's good stuff that you're doing. But I, I genuinely, I envy people that have to, to do what I'm doing next because I want them to do more than me. I, I, I want them to be taught. I want to top myself in the foreseeable future. So uh, really, just it's a, it's a cool moment. It's all together a really cool moment to be like, hey, I've done this. Absolutely, and I think that's a fantastic way to end this conversation. <laughs> Kerry Morton, NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion. Thank you so much for being a part of Straight Talk sure. Wrestling. Thank you. If you could do me a favor, look in that camera. Give me that Kerry Morton swagger and tell everyone they should subscribe because this was an amazing conversation. Well, I mean, you said it there. I say and subscribe. The NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, the epitome of professional wrestling, the future legend. They don't make them like this anymore. Kerry Morton is telling you right now to subscribe. To subscribe. Support an independent podcast at its finest. Support small businesses. Support whatever you want to support, but at the end of the day, have some fun doing it. Kerry Morton's out. Amazing. All right, guys, that's it for this one. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and turn on that notification bell so you get notified each time we post a video. Alternatively, you can check us out on all podcast platforms and host it on Podbean. We are also available on the SNME Network. That's the Sunday Night Main Event Patreon. Please feel free to check us out there as well. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, at Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook, Straight Talk Wrestling on TikTok, and of course, you can check out all our merch at ProWrestlingTees.com. I don't need to make a cosign. Without the liquor, you become a victim. You ain't never got a pole mine. I ain't messing with this generation. Fuck your gender, I ain't got...